Uh, okay, there's one guy. Again with the focusing. It's still having trouble with it. Oh, oh wait. We need more light in here. All right, here we go. Now it's... Let me share... Focusing. Focusing. And... There we go. That is focusing. Uh. Bermuda. Uh. Bahamas. Is it working all right for everyone else? Because it keeps freezing on my phone. Oh yeah. Could just how's how's the uh, performance of the stream? Is it working good? Working back? Is it fluctuating? Not sure. Seems to be fine. Says Nick Dublink, Dublovic. Zachary Van Miller says, "Yeah, we're good." Billy Dog Bob says it's good. It says the volume is very low. Okay. That we can fix. Um, volume, I, I can definitely make it louder. Uh, let's see. Volume, I'm going to go up uh, one notch on gain on Nick's, one notch gain on mine. How is this volume? How is this volume? How is this volume? How is our volume? How is the volume? Oh, volume, uh, I volume. should be saying things. Yeah. It says volume is crisp. Volume is not low. Volume is not low. Better, better, good. Very good. Great. Okay. Okay. I'm checking the volume here. Make sure there's no peaking. Peaking, peaking. Pa, 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 pa. Papa, Roman is soft. Well, Roman is soft. Um, well, that could just be like a general statement of my character, right? So I have this projecting voice, and yeah, and I kind of have uh, like I don't know, acid reflux voice. Mm. Mm. keep animal yeah i know we didn't we didn't hit record yet on the uh on the zoom for the for itunes yet so okay all mics are good okay then we're gonna hold for sound now all right
Hello and welcome to RCR podcast number 71. Uh, Ain't that a kick in the boat? I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And uh, we just got done with our weekly writing excursion. Mm -hmm. And so now we are here to chat with you fine folks about all manner of things that are of interest to you. First thing that's interesting to me is I got to fix that camera so it's centered better. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I'm saying I'm a little quiet, but I wonder if that's just me because I'm I getting have... over a cold. Uh, you so... all right? I mean, I I can I can up the gain on Nick a little bit. Yeah, just up his mic now. Of course, he's farther away from the mic than I am. Yeah, it says the volume is still very low. Very low on Nick. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm going to stop recording here on the Zoom. We're going to do a second take on the intro as we fix Nick's. Yes. Uh, volume. My phone is somewhere else. Uh, oh, uh, let me see. All right. Our mics are going to turn on and off for a minute. Test for you. All right. This is me. This is me. Uh, hello 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 test again test again test again all right i think we're testing a normal speaking voice test a this is uh voice. this is how i normally talk this is how I normally getting out for some reason. Like my phone. My okay. I mean, it sounds it sounds fine to me. Both mics are on. I mean. Right. Well, I'm gonna up. I, I hesitate to go too much higher on 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 Nick's uh, on yeah Nick's, uh, thing here. So. If I, I if I get excitable, then it's gonna right. be RIP headphone users, right. and we don't really want that. So uh, yeah, we're just gonna get started with this. Okay. We're uh, thank you for bearing uh, bearing with us. Uh, also, the gain is turned up higher on mine, so I'm gonna gain higher on Nick's. Hot down, but gain up. So hopefully that'll balance our, our mics out. Um, we're gonna do another uh, another another countdown uh, for holding for sound. Thanks, thank you for bearing with us for this. Thank you. Welcome to RCR podcast number 71. Ain't that a kick in the boat? I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And we just got done with a riding excursion. And uh, now we're here to talk to you about any number of things of interest to you and also to us. I'm drinking a martini that I made last night. Put it back in the fridge. Realized I had too much to drink. So I just put it back in the fridge. And now I pulled it back out of the fridge. So and now these, uh, these olives have been marinating in gin vermouth for like 10 hours. And how is it in oh. terms of like 
in comparison. Succulent. Uh, it's fucking succulent. I mean, no. I'm in this weird spot where I've all but given up the drink. It's weird. Um, I think I'm going on like a month and a half, two months, which is like absurd for me. Yeah. Because I don't even, it's annoying to, to me now. Like not the people or what it makes you do, but like how it makes you feel. I, like I just get that. I just get heartburn now and it's uh, annoying and I'm too old for this. I don't want to end up with like that, you know, any type of problem hmm. where like suddenly I sound like a pack a day smoker, which right. I mean, you know, it it's a thing. Alcohol with me is always a, a compliment. I mean, definitely I went through periods like college periods and then depressive periods where I used to drink a lot every single night but that was like when i used to drink a lot of old crow yeah just straight whiskey and like that would be my drink for the night and but i mean now it's more of a kind of where i am and what i'm doing uh I, I adore it on airplanes and airports and hotels and editing <laughs> i mean i look at it like a like an accessory yeah. um but the act of getting sloshed isn't fun. Hmm. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm never going to drink at all. Like I'll have the occasional, you know what I mean? Like I might even get plastered like once every blue moon, but the night, uh, the time of me going to like open mic nights yeah. like every week and having enough to like settle my nerves and then sort of, you know, or just like having a relaxation right. bourbon, like those days are kind of gone just mm -hmm. because it's like, it just doesn't do it for me. Right. And I, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. I wonder what Ryan's would taste like mixed with a chai tea mix I have out there or ginger to actually ginger and cream. Does that go together? I haven't tried it on my ginger tea that I usually make, mm -hmm. which I can't make now because I left my pot at my sister's mm -hmm. uh, in Jersey mm -hmm. and I'm not going to drive an hour and a half to go get it. But yeah. the, it's uh something that like i've thought about mm -hmm. i mean strangely enough ginger tea and turmeric are kind of they work together mm. um and i don't know if that's like a pairing that shouldn't work mm -hmm. but it does because it get, adds this like earthiness i know it's like a regular tea reviews but yeah. I, I i'm drinking tea right now mm -hmm. because i'm trying to cut back on caffeine Good also because i'm like anxious enough already mm -hmm. about life and everything I, I like the caffeine. I like that kick mixed with that, the townie sandwich, which is just an egg, just an egg sandwich, like caffeine mixed with protein. And now I'm a focused machine again and I'm writing. Uh, that is like when Nick and I write together, that's, that's a favorite, my favorite part of the week because yeah. I am full of decisions, which I will now execute. Yeah. And, um, because we had snow recently in PA, even when you work from home, a snow day is still a snow day, like stuff's closed. Um, it's a burden to go out. And I just stayed home most of the day and just, I don't normally edit on the weekends. I try to have a like a weekend like normal people, but nope, no one's really doing anything. So I just kept editing. So I'm now like next week's video is already done. So yesterday i was all fidgeting i went to my parents to do laundry it's like i don't have anything to do right now the next narrative isn't written and isn't recorded and i'm looking forward to getting nick's half uh you know after this podcast so i can start editing again 
and have a, a, a reason to be walking around. Cause there was a moment yesterday where I was just standing in my kitchen, just, just what do I do? <laughs> I have nothing at it. And I don't want to sit at the computer cause then I feel like a waste. So I just go to the gym and I lazily work out, like expand my time throughout the day. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you could work on some other project or you can work on writing. It's like, I, I'd rather just be around people, but not have to be, not have to carry the conversation. My friend Jess came by and we just, we, well, we just went to the brick house and then just talked. Um, but great, good people. Yeah. It's social interaction. This is a muscle that doesn't really get worked on a lot. I am wholeheartedly looking forward to skiing with, uh, uh, friends, uh, my friends, uh, uh, Dono and Foster. Uh, I think I'll go out there. Like I'm going to get all high and mighty when I go out to visit them. I think we're going to go to a skiing place and like called perfect North, which is kind of the Midwest. Now I get a big head because I live near the, uh, Pennsylvania's like tallest ski. Like it's, it's Pennsylvania ski resort. We don't have gondolas here. We're not that big. But it's big fish in a small pond, like Blue Mountain Ski Area is Pennsylvania's largest. And it's like, we're the best because we're Blue Mountain. We got Challenge and Razor's Edge and Paradise. We have quad lifts, which is, it, it, it's like someone uh, going from a Focus to a Focus ST and thinking they have a race car. They don't. Well, our mountains aren't that big. But compared to other places, it's like, we got the big dick walk or around here with Blue Mountain. Of course, you go up to like Killington and freaking what Stowe up there. Those are the real mountains on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, which I do want to go to. But it's like if I'm planning a trip that far, it's kind of a pain to drive all the way up there. And there's no real airports. Like if you're going to do that, you might as well just go out west and 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 go to like aspen or something like that if you're really going to make a big trip out of it um uh i haven't gone skiing uh i only went skiing once so far this year uh sidewinder at blue mountain isn't open yet which is a particular trail run that i adore so there's no real reason for me to go otherwise i'd just be skiing on the same runs i did last time and i want to go up once that once that trail is open but, uh, and I see the super chats coming in. We will get to them. Yeah, I'm but... screenshotting each one in case of a crash uh, that we don't lose any. Good move. Um, so, yeah. And I'm also screenshotting some uh, regular chat questions so that, you know, if people want to donate, they can. But, I mean, I'll pull select questions so that people who maybe, like, can't really, you know, it's like, I don't, it feels weird to me to be like, well, to be noticed, you have to pay like that just weird to me it but, is but i mean it's the internet we don't want to get in the way of, <laughs> like, of, our, our, of yeah yeah hobble ourselves right. or, yeah just because i feel weird mm -hmm. um but uh i saw ford versus ferrari again again um, yeah um it was uh i had this friend who wanted to go um and basically it was the last theater playing it in the area and i realized that a lot of the issues that i had with it the first time really aren't as pronounced on a rewatch like my i loved the film super happy that it got in the best picture race but my issue with it on the first watch was that i basically felt that they were downplaying the amount of engineering that goes into 
what they're trying to do. So that yeah. Le Mans is treated as this sort of endurance race when, yes, it's about physical endurance, but it's also about uh, mechanical endurance. Mm -hmm. So it's less about, you get a lot of, or at least on that first watch, there was a lot to do about, you know, making the car go fast, mm -hmm. you know, all this different stuff, making sure this, that, and the other thing, and making sure that, you know, Ken Miles was the right driver mm -hmm. for this. When really, I felt like there should have been as much primacy placed on, all right, is this the right car to be able to make the entire journey? Like, on the rewatch, I realized how kind of um, very uh, pointed and nitpicky that can be. Yeah. Because if you think about it, it's not something that necessarily uh, casual moviegoers are going to get. Right. They had to couch it in terms of what the viewing audience is going to understand. Mm -hmm. So realistically, they just wanted to tell a story about racing. And like any racing movie, it's about going fast. So going, I understand it. And it's a wonderful movie because it's really a sort of sports movie, an underdog story. And it's interesting in the sense that it humanizes Henry Ford II in a way that like Iacocca's book doesn't. Right. Um, but, or, or most sort of recounts of the man yeah. don't. So, it, like, there's a scene in the trailer that's played for last, but it's actually fairly, um, it's fairly, not serious, but it's kind of poignant. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's it's something very nice. Now, granted, like, John Bernthal is not doing Lee Iacocca at all. Right. Like, he's just kind of doing John Bernthal. Mm -hmm. But it's it's funny because, like, I still get Lee Iacocca off of him. But right. the thing is that, the movie doesn't do um, timestamps. So it doesn't yeah. really tell you where in the uh, timeline you really are. Mm -hmm. So that they're talking to Lee Iacocca as though, like, why are we going to take an idea from this guy who's a failure, the biggest failure in his division? When I'm like, wait, is it, doesn't this take place in like the, the early to mid 60s? Like, even if he hadn't, if this is pre Mustang, still like 56 yeah. for 56 was a big deal right you know and so it feels weirdly revisionist mm -hmm. but i mean i guess i don't know how because I, I didn't look online for one of those fact check things about how much of this actually happened like you know what was it was the ego that caused the ferrari deal to fall through mm -hmm. with ford uh the merger or whatever um it's just I don't know it's a very interesting and well-made movie and what i love about it is that there are it, it just everything from like the editing and the cinematography it's very propulsive it's mm. very much a film that wants to keep moving that even when you're in boardroom scenes or in office scenes or even in down home quiet family time scenes you still get the sense of motion mm -hmm. like the plot is moving at all mm -hmm. times and uh, yeah it's uh one of my favorite christian bale performances so yeah mm -hmm. I, I, if you have the option of seeing this movie see it in a theater but i think it'll still play really well even if you uh don't have like an insane 
audio hookup and a big flat screen. Like, I think this is the type of movie that the reason I think it got in for best picture is because it probably plays really well on screeners. Uh, yeah. Kind of like the whole crash principle mm. where you don't have to see it on the big screen, something like 1917, like you have to see on the big screen. Did you see that? Yeah. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful, but it's something where, I mean, the whole movie is edited in a way to make it appear that it it's edited in real time so that, you know the entire adventure well save for one part where they kind of like skip ahead but the whole movie you're kind of on the same journey as the protagonists Mm -hmm. and you know it's arrayed in a way where the shots don't go one-to-one um necessarily in terms of like minute by minute but Mm -hmm. you are it's edited in a way where the whole film is meant to appear as one long take right which is I would imagine incredibly hard to do, but it's fun to try to look and find out where the cuts yeah. are. Cause I'm just like, okay, well there are no physical characters on screen for like this split second. That must've been a cut there somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just weird and funny and fun. And well, I mean not the movie itself, but the act of figuring out where the cuts yeah. are because the movie's devastating, but it's also weirdly hopeful. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's strange, but it's my favorite movie that I've seen in the calendar year. So mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I accidentally got logged out of my thing. So I'm going to go back in so I can screenshot more super chats. While he's doing that, uh, talk about RCR's uh, uh, future plans to talk about this uh, last podcast. Uh, The next big trip coming up is RCR Phoenix. That is in March and uh, around St. Patrick's Day. All the cars that I wanted to film uh, for RCR Phoenix are already scheduled and ready to go. Um, did not pick a hotel yet, but it's probably just going to be somewhere near Sky Harbor. Um, I want to do a meet, but we haven't found a venue yet. And that we haven't picked a place where we'd be able to have a car meet for two hours and then uh, be able to peace out. Um, I don't want to have a car meet that lasts longer than two hours because I worry that the longer we hang around, the longer knuckleheads will show, the, the higher the chance of knuckleheads will show up. I think two hours, start on time, end on time, that'll be it. So like 5 to 7 p.m. At 7 p.m., Nick and I hard out. Yeah. Like right then and there. Like, uh, the not even over. saying bye to people. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's and it's weird because we, we don't really have the choice because if you say bye to one person you got to say bye to everybody and then yeah. you're holding this whole announcement thing and you're just drawing further attention to yourself if it could ideally be like the chicago one where it was just on it, it was like in this place that was kind of secluded mm-hmm. even though yeah. it was you know it's a place but it was relatively deserted. So Aaron says uh you got to meet up with Sarah in tuned in Arizona um she might even let you do her mr2 project car don't know what that is i have to look that up i'm unfamiliar if that's a channel or something else uh matt says rcr japan would be really cool good because that's happening yeah um that is in 2021 uh 2022 i think yeah yeah 2021 is rcr australia australia and rcr japan is 2022 yeah me coming back to New Zealand, NZ3 would probably just be me again. 
because uh, I just want to go to New Zealand to hang out with the Johnsons. Yeah. Uh, and meet other people. But ours, uh, like, uh, New Zealand to me has become like very personal. That's going to be a country I go to over and over again, but just to hang out. Yeah. And why not? Yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. And I imagine um, Australia would be too. Um, let's see. Uh, other parts this year, uh, RCR Pacific Northwest is it's going to be a combination of Oregon and Washington. Um, so that's going to be in May, uh, middle of May, uh, we'll be flying into PDX into Portland. Um, but we won't be doing any filming in Portland proper because it's very difficult. Um, so unlike before, when we filmed stuff in Portland, we were pretty close to the airport this time. We're going to be farther out in the suburbs. Um, we're going to do some filming there, and then we're going to go up in the mountains a little bit uh, to do some filming up there. Whether we have a car meet in Portland, I don't know. I want to do a crossover with uh, Fred from Down the Rabbit Hole, that YouTube channel. So uh, he's going to be, actually, he's going to be our camera car driver out there. So he's going to be in the background of some of those videos. Um, but we'll see if we do a Portland meetup or not. Uh, it, it depends again, venue and time. That's, that's, uh, the big thing. Yeah. Um, I'll going to get to super chats in a little bit. This not too much time has passed since the last, uh, RCR, uh, podcast in this one. Yeah. So apart from me just complaining that I have not enough work to do, that's, that's really kind of it. That's yeah. what's been going on with me. Um, we had a bunch of snow, and I got my uh, my snow legs back with the foul, with the uh, the Forester, doing donuts and park, doing drifts and parking lots, and uh, packing a lot of snow into the wheels of the the stock steel wheels of the Forester. Do a good job at holding on to the snow that's in there. So um, I believe it. I mean, yeah, it's it's something where uh, didn't you have this problem last year? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, And that snow packs in those wheels and then like it'll freeze and thaw. And there's almost like a little trough in there. So it just holds water in this little interior rim of the wheel behind the spokes. So then you get this piece of ice in there that's stuck to the metal and now your wheel's out of balance. So until that melts or you're chipped away with a broom handle, your steering goes, hugga, 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 hugga. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm. If you do RCR in Germany, I'll let you drive my 1963 something or other. Because my chat is... Hey, no, yeah, I'm doing live chat. That's weird and specific. Um, but yeah, the... Sorry, just going through the super chat and mm-hmm. um, getting back to where we were. I mean, I think part of having any car during the winter is just constant constant maintenance because the we didn't even really get hit like for mm-hmm. real like because last weekend was i want to say our first significant snowfall of the season yep and it was only still a few inches at most at most but really it was maybe well in and around my area it was like one or two like mm-hmm. enough to where you had to like salt places mm-hmm. but you, you the bigger problem was the ice, right? Like the ice is still there. So it's just, eh. but the other part of it is even with that small amount, I still had to kind of, you know, just 
constantly like scraping mm-hmm. underneath uh getting into places where snow and ice had gotten because i just don't want those things to kind of overtake my car like a symbiote suit for mm-hmm. spider-man or you know the, the venom eh, things but i mean also by the same token i think your car despite being better equipped for it the design of it also holds moisture it's just they just made those wheels really cheaply and they didn't think them through once my tires get worn down it's time for new tires i'm going to try to find some better subaru wheels and put them on the car so that doesn't happen anymore and two the car looks a little bit nicer i'm not going to put hre wheels or anything crazy on that it'd be it'd be better just to find like a set of impreza wheels or something else so i can use the same size tire so i'm going to go get uh, a throat lozenge and then we're going to get to some of these super chats here. Rock and roll. And um, there was one super chat that I didn't get to screenshot. It was somebody saying hi. It was the very first super chat. Um, I believe it was for $5. Either way, to that person, whoever it was, thank you so much. You're awesome. And uh, you're all awesome, whether you, uh, for whatever reason that you're here. We're just happy to have you. And uh, you guys are great. Can't, like, it's weird. I feel so freaking lucky just to be able to like do all this yeah, stuff right? yeah because when i was a kid all i ever wanted to do was uh be a writer when i grew up and be paid to write and now i'm doing this and i feel incredibly lucky and privileged to be able to do this and have my writing read or heard experienced by other people so and that's kind of like where the turning point was for negative comments where you know they used to ruin my day back when i first started doing this and now it's kind of something where okay if you want the privilege of being able to if i want the privilege of being able to continue to live my dream then I got to put on my big boy pants and, you know, it, and now it's to the point where like, I don't even think about those types of things because I, the magnitude of what I get to do is it outweighs everything. So I'm just incredibly thankful for everybody who's here for the podcast now and for the videos and for other things that we do. So thank you so much. Well said. And uh, down at the bottom because i know that i'm gonna forget the guys oh there there uh above uh there hot brown cold yellow from Mm -hmm. junkhead 86 two dollars thank you thank you so much i'm glad i finally got to say your name (laughs) going off of that speed of sausage i'm gonna pull this a little bit closer to me i have an eye appointment later today get some new glasses let me make one um Speed of Sausage says, opinions on lowriders. Would you review one? Yes. Um, would it be safe for me to make fun of them? I mean, we have... See, lowriders are different than stanced cars. Stanced cars don't move. Lowriders typically are on air suspension. So they can go up and down. So it's the more practical option. But, like, there's a, there's almost like a cultural component to lowriders that you don't get with stanced cars, you know, mm. like this Latino community thing. Like, even if that's not the only, if they aren't the only people who, like, if we aren't the only people who drive low riders, it's still an issue if you're going to talk about them because you almost like can't not address it. You know, it's like the Carolina squat for pickup trucks or bro dozers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you really the, like, what? I don't know. It's, it's a slippery slope, but yeah, I would um absolutely love to 
do a low rider. I love that low rider that was at the Chicago meet. Yeah. That was really sort of gassed up and ready to be. I don't know. It was cool. And they are cool in a vacuum. Yeah. They're cool because there's engineering that goes into them that isn't really used in any other vehicle. Yeah. Like the point of this thing is to drag the frame, to be able to rest the frame on the ground, but then also be able to be driven but the i i'd like to get one on a lift just to see what sort of suspension goes into these things yeah um i'm assuming airbags but there's other versions of this it is exotic to me because we don't get them up here yeah no and you have to put smaller wheels on them um because then then it's different i mean low rider to me doesn't mean big wheels yeah it it means small wheels so the car has so so the wheel itself has room to move in the wheel well if you have big wheels they're not going anywhere yeah unless you essentially build a jacked up truck out of your impala (laughs) which i mean that's Mm -hmm. tall order right so my opinion is positive i like genuine curiosity ag asks hi guys i picked up a scion tc last week but tell me is the 2AZFE really an oil chugger? I don't think Ooh. it is. Why? Is that, does it consume oil? I'd have to look back because the TC we did was written and voiced by Ben Wright. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm wondering to the extent that its reputation precedes it in that regard. Like if it has a reputation as being an oil chugger, because it doesn't seem like a Toyota thing. To have yeah. an engine that has anything wrong with it. Like, name me a bad Toyota engine. But that's the thing. Of right. Like, our, our, I'm wondering if there's our inherent bias in favor of Toyotas mm-hmm. that are maybe shielding our ability to comprehend of a bad Toyota mm-hmm. engine. Because it's kind of, you know, it, when it, the review, like, last week or the week before about recommending the Toyota Corolla. That's not made up. No, we literally recommend a Toyota Corolla because people come with those questions are, you know, what should I get? And what they really want to hear is you should get the thing that you're currently thinking right right now that you really want to get. Right. But it's like, nobody wants to hear like a Toyota Corolla as the recommendation, but until they actually have one. And then I think when they realize the amount of trouble that everybody else is having with their cars, like it's a budget thing, but it's also a reliability thing. Right. As as I continue to suck Toyota kneecaps. Mm -hmm. So it's something where, I don't know what people are necessarily expecting. Yeah. The Toyota Corolla, the diet and exercise argument to good health and good driving. Like, well, what do I need to do? Well, how can I get, I don't want to feel terrible. Diet and exercise, diet and exercise. I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's not exciting. Well, this is what works. Yeah. It's not up to me or you. All right. Uh, Zeus, 2011. Hi, RCR. I want to get a 2GB Eclipse. Your input or worth? Your input on worth. Yeah. On worth. Guy near me has a 2G Spider. It's used, but the 2G is the car I've always wanted. See, this is one of those questions. Yeah. Should I get this car? I have all my emotions wrapped up in it, and I always wanted it since I was a kid, but I want your opinion. Yeah. Well, you're kind of... Um, you're kind of just... It's not a setup, but it's pickling, pickling my answer, or... 
well, he says he figured no more than 7,000 for good condition and 2,000 for rough. Thanks. And I'm wondering to what extent you're going to be able to find those prices. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on where you are Mm -hmm. because I don't know that I'm going to find those prices around here for like, because there are things that are priced way out of my range. that are nowhere near in the condition that demands that price. Right. You know, and I think part of it is also dependent upon where you're trying to find this car. Like, are you going to a dealership? Are you going to Craigslist? Are you doing Facebook marketplace? You know, it's like a slippery slope of what you're willing to pay. And it's predicated on, how hard you're trying to search it's like when you got the forester how hard you're trying to search yeah. yeah you were wait you patiently waited for a manual to pop up yeah and that's when you got it you said hey give me a call if you get this in manual boom yeah and it was a long wait because that's so at a, least yeah. A year. yeah yeah it's not just searching it's waiting it's i don't know getting all your ducks in a row i mean you're talking about a dsm car that weren't made that well that are fun but a bit fragile. This is not going to be a daily driver. Um, this is going to be something over which you will uh, wring your hands. Yeah. But if you really like it, and if it's your dream car, then you should get it. But I immediately want to go financial consultant on you. Said, do you have any debts? <laughs> do you have any student loans? You're living at home. Yeah. And then when you answer those questions is now the right time to buy a fun car and well you got to do this when you're young says who i mean that is a thing that i heard a lot of well you got to travel now when you're young worry about it later it's like i'm worried about everything now (laughs) you know and it's enough to kick the can down the road to like future you because for all we know like you know like future next a prick like who cares about that guy yeah um but it's a thing where i i I just i don't know i worry about those things now and i always did like even in my 20s i'm just you know like i don't want to travel now like how the logistics of it didn't make any sense to me yeah um like how would i be able to reasonably enjoy myself and even then like okay so you have debts and things if you did right um would you be uh, and you still get the car anyway would you be able to enjoy it in good conscience knowing that if things get to an an unfortunate enough place like i might have to let this car go Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and i'm not really one to talk i had like loads of medical debt um and student loans and all that stuff. I mean, I still do, but it's one of those things where like, I'm, it's about, it's not just about living within your means. It's about living within your emotional means as well, right. because you don't want to have to get this thing that you've always wanted and then have to give it up or yeah, get me and my MR2. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Having three cars felt like having four cars going from two cars to three cars is like going from going from two cars to three cars feels like going from two cars to four cars (laughs) that extra one vehicle that needs an inspection needs an oil change needs insurance needs all this it was just it it felt like double the amount of bills just coming in and out yeah so for me the ideal is daily fun car and then motorcycle which which requires way less maintenance it only comes out from time to time and it doesn't take up a whole lot of room yeah so yeah um good question uh 
I hope we answered it. We'd honestly need more information to give you a good answer. But thank yeah. you so much for donating. That that was a, a generous donation. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Nick Raymond, uh, this we kind of answered. Do you guys come to Phoenix yet? Yes, we're coming in May. Um, I mean, March. Or March. March. Yeah, yeah. yeah. March. Um, Got a bunch of random and unique cars for you, including a new Nissan. Uh, thank you so Nissan. much for uh, what do you say? He said any new Nissan, which is even on Nissan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, thank you so much, Nick. Uh, we already have our car squared away for our CR Phoenix, um, but we're excited to come. Yeah, and hopefully you can come to the meet if we manage to find a place to have it. Yeah, thank you so much. For, <laughs> thank you so much for, for the, the donation. I stink. Wouldn't be a podcast without you. What are your guys' dream car chase vehicles, Ooh. either to watch on screen or participate with? Dream huh. car chase vehicles. I mean, camera cars. I know what mine is. Oh, that's two of them. Either the current generation, which is fifth gen Toyota 4Runner. Every now and again, I look at those. It may, on a long enough timeline, a fifth gen 4Runner may become my car. Now, that's a truck, really. Yeah. Um, I don't need a car that big. But when I saw the amount of space it is to work yeah. in that vehicle, like, this is a road trip machine. Like we could really go do some off-road cars with this and have a camera car that would work off-road. Not that the not that the Forester doesn't. It just is really bumpy because it's a small wheelbase thing and it has car tires, good car tires, thick car tires. But the difference between a Forester and a Forerunner is massive. The other one is a different Subaru, Subaru Ascent. Oh, big one that's, there. Yeah, that's. That was a good car. Mine, is, weirdly enough, would be a Suburban. Ah. <laughs> I'm just like, because you get like the height a mm -hmm. little bit too. And so I would be able to like angle down yeah. and sort of have that. Look. When we used that Suburban, I think once or twice, the guy who lived in West Reading. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh. My friend he had an old school Suburban he did. too. Yeah, he really did. was mean. Not the best on gas. Those things are now becoming collectible because everything, you know, everything old is new again. Absolutely. So yeah, suburban would be good. I think it would be a gas hog. But but then well, see the forerunner, you're gonna be averaging twenty miles a gallon on that. That yeah. thing's gonna be thirsty. And I knew after filling up some cars like that, you know, you fill up your car, you fill up my car, my car is like a twelve gallon tank. I don't forget what yours is. Oh, oh god, offhand, I don't even remember. I don't know, but it's a Mustang, it can't be huge. Yeah, it's not so what what I'm used to, if I need to fill my tank up from below the third mark, like when it's close to the letter E, yeah. I put the gas nozzle in, put it on automatic, get the squeegee out, clean the rear window, walk around. And by the time I finish cleaning the front window, I hear the click. Yeah. So I'm kept busy. Now that's about 12 gallons and all pumps all pump the same. But when you have a truck that's like a 24 gallon tank, now it's just there. <laughs> you're just kachinka 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 and you know i think a full tank for me is like 30 dollars or something like that yeah. then it's double when it's 60 i'm like Eesh. now granted you just you it just holds more right but it's that number yeah because like um the falcon gets terrible gas mileage but it doesn't really feel that much because it's a 10 gallon tank yeah and because I, I can't, you, you can't stick the uh, filler nozzle in the Falcon's filler tube in the back because it's made from an era where nozzles from the fuel pump were shaped differently. So it, you can't click it off. 
if you stick it in first it doesn't stick in and i've talked about this before the the filler neck on the falcon 90s to the right so <laughs> it can't go in so you got to kind of hold it there and spray it at the bend and you can't spray it at full but you're only ever i fill it up every time it goes down below so because i can't click it off i have to know how much i'm going to put in before i put in it yeah so i know that if it's at the middle it, it five gallons is what's em, in the empty space hmm. so i'm only ever putting five gallons in in that car at a time <laughs> so i'm always stopping but it's fun to stop in a classic car because then you get yeah, the, happy you get old the guy hey, conversation hey, hey, people look at you it's part of guns. the experience yeah. yep so it doesn't feel like it uses a lot of gas but it does yeah um it's just you know like, I guess, student loan payments. It's a lot, but when you space it out, it just becomes routine that this is the amount. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to bring that up. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> I'll be paying that all forever. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. Um, do, 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 Herb do, 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 Banalis, I think, is the next one. Oh, yeah, because after I stink. Um, when will you guys... Oh, and thank you for four ninety nine, uh Herb. Uh, when will you guys review a Honda Civic wagon? I own two. I'm in California. I would love for you guys to review one or both of them. There's a guy with one of those all-wheel drive ones from, I think, the late 80s or early 90s in Jersey. We've been trying to get together and do it, so I do want to do one. Uh, you know the routine. Your make, model, city, state, regularcars at gmail.com. Put your phone number in the body of the email and a picture if you want, um, and I'll save. I'll save it. Um, I don't know when we're coming back to California. California for me is always this way station between other countries now. <laughs> it's just LA is Moss Eisley and <laughs> Richard Hive of Scum and Villainy. Um, but I'm, I feel like the only person in the world who unironically loves LA. Now, yeah. granted, do I, would I want to live there? Of course not. No. <laughs> but I love visiting there. And uh, every time I'm there, it always feels like it's too short. Uh, but what I mean, yeah. that's fine because i think part of why i still like it is because it's too short mm. like if i spent an extended period of time i would inevitably run out of things to do probably or just get annoyed at how many beautiful people there are yeah because uh, just very yeah you know they're just people walking down the street with like no clothes on yeah yeah and uh, or that time where you know there was a guy i saw this dude with his dick out uh, <laughs> taking a leak on <laughs> like sunset like out wherever the palladium is like he was just like grabbing a leak because he didn't want to lose his space in the line for the dua lipa concert wow it was just kind of random and, and i'm like okay well this is kind of i kind of expect this from los santos yeah <laughs> but you know and i had that weird moment where the guy who picked me up to go to the airport when i was on my way to new zealand part two was the guitarist for the band the main element from the 70s damn um so we talked about music for a little bit and he said uh he, he mentioned that he was been to australia 20 times i'm like wait a minute this is odd for a lyft driver and then he said he was this touring musician in the same manner of the sheep review have you guys considered reviewing each other kind of do that every podcast kind but, of but uh uh I guess. I mean, no, I, no, I haven't considered doing it. The only person I've considered reviewing is Matt Happel. Yeah, because I, I wanted like if we were going to do a weird sort of um, Christmas special type thing. I remember we were talking about it last year of like, why don't we just review a person? Yeah. And like Matt Happel was really the only person that came up. Yeah. You know, of if we were going to review a human, and even then, it's like 
you're you're still reviewing a car because yeah. that's what he creates more or yeah. less yeah and but it's other elements of a person you mm -hmm. know i think like reviewing each other like you you pretty much know who we are and yeah. what we do so there's nothing new to talk about jacob and pennsylvania oh. i think i could pronounce polish last names really well kazitsky mm. kazertsky kazertsky i think um i decided to fix my accident damage c30 instead of buying a 330i wagon since my uncle said he would fix it for cheap well that's good cheers from i'm sorry i can't pronounce the name of your town poland thank you so much thank you um i'm sure if they pronounce the name of that I'd be able to re recreate it perfectly because a lot of Pennsylvania was settled from settled by people from Poland and Lithuania and as well as Germany. So the, 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 the names are all familiar. And I just thought like, we had a lot of like Polish names and, and but we just thought them, thought of them as names yeah. in, in, in high school um, or in elementary school. Rather, we didn't really have uh, Latino last names. Um, or like French, you can't really, I don't think you can really tell like English names, English last names, because they're kind of just general white people names. I guess. I guess. Uh, mm. Like James. Yeah. Or Edwards. We had this guy who had the last name of Shane. I was say we had Shane and then Shanemans. We had Shane, Shaneman, and Shanemans. <laughs> um, we had, uh, we had a con. Um, we had Beck, uh, Bechtel. Oh, wait, we have, we also have one of our officers is named Bechtel. Huh. Like the um, test. Um, yeah. Anyway, I could reminisce about high school names from the mid-state PA. Uh, Bob says seventh day of broth diet. Pity me. me. Do you guys ever diet? Ah, I mean, sometimes I do smoothies and just because I don't like, it's weird. It's kind of antithetical, but I don't actually like eating. Uh, I would rather have it over with and just move on with my day. Uh, if I could take it in like a pill or a drink, that would be ideal. And so sometimes I just kind of make smoothies and then like I lose a bunch of weight because I'm getting all my nutrients from liquid and it's something where like i am eating solid food sometimes but for the moment like when i lost a bunch of weight like the other year and i was like you know totally killing the game and that was mostly why but now it's like that thing of it's very time consuming to kind of prepare everything you know it's something where you would pre preferably do the whole meal prep thing and you would be able to get um, meals that would account for all of your nutritional needs and find a way to balance all the different needs that you have. But I think, you know, they always say like health wars are waged in the kitchen rather than the gym, you know? That is true. It's like the saying, you can't train away a bad diet. Yeah. I see a bunch of those like dad bods at the gym. They're there all the time. And I'm like, look, man, you, you can stay on that treadmill all day. But if you, but if you keep throwing back that soda, and, and keep eating those pop tarts and those Eggo waffles, man. There's you'd have to you'd have to be an Appalachian Trail runner, which is the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. Like, 
hiking a marathon every day to be able to burn, to be able to increase the demands of, of, I guess your, um, for your body to demand that much glucose, uh, to fuel your muscles that it begins to burn everything it gets. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, sugar is a freaking killer. He said, as he's drinking Ryan's, <laughs> which is just a cream liqueur, Ryan's, the cheap Bailey's, which has sugar in it. Um, which is why I'm an aficionado, aficionado of hot sauce, because mm. using a little bit of that is way better than using ketchup, because most ketchup has what? High fructose corn syrup in it. Yep. That makes you fat. Anyway. Uh, Kivo85 said first super chat oh thank you and thank you for the superior euros and I think I made the right decision cool uh, thank you no yeah, question but I, I greatly appreciate um, European Union currency man I just, I just want to go back to uh, I just want to go back to the UK and just hang out with Tom just not have to film stuff just go back like go back to Arden's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would be great. I miss the UK. Really Tom said he moved. Yeah, yeah. Where too. Hey, but oh, they well, got a house. Okay. They yeah. got a house somewhere. Right. I mean, so I I still want to do this thing, and this this would be a project that wouldn't make its money back. But Tom and I were talking about, um, and I'm sorry, this is a name drop. Just so you know, what you're talking about. We're talking about Tom Clark, the former lead singer of the band The Enemy. He and I were talking about. The logistics of because because he really likes like the like the 80s and 90s uh ford f-150 or something like that i'm like well we just kind of trip over him here so what would be the cost of bringing one to the uk i mean there's there's some that exist over there anyway um but getting one here getting it fixed up at bruce's taking it over after all your excise taxes and everything in the uk how much would we have to charge to resell it over there to break even like I'd be fine doing a project like that if I could make my money back and just make someone's day that they'd be able to have like a cool American truck and roll around, roll around the Midlands of England in it. <laughs> or the same thing of doing it in New Zealand, which is like the king of car culture over there, just to bring like, uh, uh, what would be fun? F-Body Camaro. We saw that one F-Body Camaro at the car meet yeah, in Auckland. Um, or, uh, or like... Uh, it's like the, the the Pontiac something. There was this Pontiac version of what I think the uh, the Impala was, or maybe it was like the Oldsmobile Delta eighty eight, or one of the lesser GMs that you can usually buy for like five grand, and they're fine because they weren't in any movies, they weren't in any rap videos or something like that. So no one really wants them, but they're just as good as anything else. Oh, uh, uh, Sean Brewer says, how do you get motivated to go to the gym? Easy. I listen to Jocko Willink, like <laughs> just get fucking motivated. Like if good, you feel bad. Good. You feel tired. Good. You don't want to work. Good. Time to prove it to yourself. And after listening to that, man, all right, man, let's fucking do this. Yeah. I'm going to wuss out. I haven't been in months. Oh, man. Wasting my membership. And I need to get in better shape. Thanks. Just listen to Jocko Willick until you can't stand yourself anymore. Yeah. Um, and then go. Then you will go. You will go to the gym. That's how I go to the gym. 
I look for- to- oh sorry go ahead no i look forward to it because it's my opportunity to listen to my podcasts mm, yeah. like i i actually look forward to it because i realize like now i'm going to get to burn through all the you know because it's it's stuff that interests me so if you find something that can uh yeah you know take part of your time you know uh, and make it go faster Mm -hmm. and that's great you know i've been getting so much into like the uh early 2000s rap that i have this thing where i'm on the elliptical machine and uh usually you have your 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 old folks in the cardio room doing their gentle exercises like doing the rowing machine and they're clearly there's no torque going into it or they're on the exercise bike or they're walking on the treadmill as they watch the news <laughs> on the TV. But in my head, it's just roll out. <laughs> dun, dun, roll out. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what you got in that bag? What's in that bag? <laughs> you got in that room. <laughs> hey, you want to die? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, oh, bah, that was, sounded wrong. Um, that yeah. car doesn't come out till next year. How the fuck did you get it? Must have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then just having this because i think we were talking about that was like the height of rap's bling culture like yeah early 2000s yeah we mentioned this uh last yeah. week that it was kind of that time where everybody was just flexing yeah which is not to say they don't still do yeah. but i mean that's where it was really like yeah look at me and all this money that i have so yeah. oh it's fun music it's this it's, fun it's fun hip-hop like I get it how it like scared people back in the day, but this is all very, very tongue in cheek lyrics. Yeah, it really is. I think Ludacris Ludacris doesn't get the the praise he does. I guess people got held up by uh, that. Oh, bitch, get out the way. How yeah. was that that Chris Chris Rock bit about it? But <laughs> it's fun music. It really is. I mean, um, it's. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably going to listen to it again. Uh, roll out. Because <laughs> all we need... Ah, I want to play that in that marching band I'm working on. Antonio Panevic doesn't have a question, but thank you for... I don't know what currency BAM is, but thank you for that. Uh, um, Vitor Fernandez? Um, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your first name. Uh, don't want to disrespect you by trying. Uh, the Or butchering it, rather. Uh, thank you for the $10, no question um but very much appreciated thank you um mht five dollars always happy when i catch you live oh thank you your recent review was great reminded me a lot of your guys early days which i consider to be your best work thank you very much appreciated yeah we were talking about this a lot at breakfast today that um i think the yaris if we had to shop around rcr to try to get a pilot out of it that yaris review is pretty concise about what we do there's a lot of poop jokes but then there's literary analysis Talk about the owner is pretty concise within 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so nicely. much. Cesario JPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five dollars. Um, Are you farting? No. Oh, all right. Just mm-hmm. checking. Uh, Mr. Regular and Roman. It's not Latinos that are into low riders. There's a huge following in Japan. They even have a show for it. Search YouTube for Mopona. Wow. Mm. That's. Uh, Didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, part of it is just me sort of assuming the uh not necessarily assuming that all latinos are into lowriders but sort of how if we were to review one it's almost hard not to address the stereotype and kind of like dis either dismantle it or explain why it became a stereotype in the first place right 
but like it, uh, like where did they begin? Yeah. Um, what, which, did it come from racing or like how did low riders begin? I wonder if that's a our RCR stories, maybe possibly. I mean, yeah. once I'm done with the next one, yeah, absolutely, maybe. Um, the thing is, Pennsylvania roads around here don't really lend themselves to low cars, people try. You'd think low riders would make a lot more sense uh, because when the road gets bad, you just raise the car up and you can go over the potholes and stuff. But um, but then again, I think just putting coil or coilovers on your car is way cheaper than having to get an air tank, an air yeah. compressor, air shocks to be able to articulate all this. You have to build a control box for it. Suddenly, it's not as simple as just bolting on stuff. You have to engineer this, run airlines, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, do 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 Very legal and very cool. There's a familiar name. Will you guys come to Seattle as well? Three hours from PDX. Unfortunately, no, we're not coming up into the Seattle oh. area. We're coming up to as far as uh, St. Helens. Uh, good question, though. We have yet to be in Seattle. Uh, I do remember the lighthouse at Alki Point. Uh, my aunt used to live near there, so I'm familiar with that at least, although that was in the 90s. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the $2. K, uh, K Todd says, here's some cash. I'll catch you later. I'll catch this later on Spotify. Thank Very you. Cool. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Crazy Ivan two times. There's a familiar face. Hi, guys. Hope you have fun in Arizona. I'm sure we will. That's going to be a good trip because March is always screw this winter. That's yeah. going to be great. Leaving there when it's supposed to be warm, but it isn't warm yet. We actually get to go to a warm place. Yeah. Speed speed sausage. Uh, thank you for the donation. Have you ever run into any of your students from uh, Anchorage? Or excuse me, uh, Alaska. No, I talked to my supervising teacher on the phone like once. And uh, his kids are now well in the college they're probably out of college by now it's been five years they've been out so no i haven't heard from any of those guys yet um i think about uh alaska a lot um i'd certainly like to go back although that would be almost like going to another country because we talked about this it's not as simple um it's either you fly to seattle and then you then you after after the five hours to seattle it's another four hours to anchorage yeah. Or you fly to Chicago and then you're on a plane for like eight and a half hours Eww. to, uh, yeah, like getting to Anchorage, getting to Anchorage is farther away than Manchester. That's so, yeesh. Yeah. You're going up to the Arctic Circle. You're way up there, man. Um, that is, no, that's a bridge too far for me. And I was watching. Um, although or, I would like to go back to Alaska for skiing. It all would, comes back to skiing for me. <laughs> I was listening to uh, NPR uh, yesterday, of all things, um, and it was talking about how the census is actually going to start in a fairly remote village in Alaska. And they have to, you know, do all this, you know, RPG fetch quest things to get there of, yeah. you know, first you have to take the plane and then you got to take, you know, you got to have the hounds or the, yeah. the, the, the snow dogs get you over there. And then oh, I'm sure you got snow the, machines. Yeah. Or Hondas. It's just, uh, you know, but it's starting in a fairly remote village away from major metropolitan areas with a name that I can't pronounce because 
you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm terrible at pronunciation. So, uh, yeah, it's just people tend to overlook how enormous Alaska is and how remote many parts one, of it is. One third of the size of the lower 48. Damn. I mean, Hot you can get the damn. globe over there. You can you can get a little digital <laughs> caliper and really see how big it is. You probably could. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh Small factory studio, Mr. Regular, your thoughts on the new Honda Monkey 125. I love it. I love old throwback stuff from the 70s. I think it's using the same engine as the Honda Grom 125. Or maybe it's the one that's going to be in the revamped uh, Cub. Hmm. So I think it's pretty good. Um, I have yet to see one. I'm sure it's going to be super hip. You'll probably see them in Manhattan. Um, Mini bikes are a ball of laughs. They don't work around here because anywhere you got to go in the mid-state PA, you're going on a highway and you need to go 65 miles an hour and then trucks and all that sort of fun stuff. So they don't really work as because we don't really have cities around here. And as we talked about before, when you walk to the um, uh, the farmhouse, yeah, you live in a it's a city, it's a city, but. You can walk from one side to the other. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not going to be one of those. But it's also, there's the main city, but also all the outlying sort of suburbs that all get put under the umbrella of the city. Mm-hmm. So that you need a car to get there. Yeah, you need a car to get no there. But if you're in the there. city proper, right. you know. Mm. Sorry, I was just looking through. Um, the, it's also a cost thing because around here, you can still buy like a cheap car for thousand dollars versus one of those 125 motorcycles that are also a thousand dollars and it's going to be kind of the same although justin yeah. kramer from the youtube channel fuel injection sucks had this quip on facebook the other day saying oh tax season i can i can already hear those tax cars overheating and i didn't know what that was and they're like what's a tax car and he says that's the one thousand dollar nissan murano you buy that makes it home and then overheats. Yeah. Like people are like, Oh, they got their tax return. They're going to buy a new car. It's going to be a new $1,000 car. Yeah. That's going to need $2,000 worth of work. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Just thinking of the season. Sorry. I'm looking through uh, for the, some non super chat questions. One is from Patrick McFarlane asking if we would ever consider going on a non car related podcast, because we have some interesting takes on society and would love to chat with you. If so, I'll shoot you an email. And I mean, we've been on non car related podcasts before. Like we went on a, the art fight podcast in yeah. Nashville and that was a really fun podcast to do because we got to talk at length about literature and yeah. other things, you know, um, sort of psychology and mm-hmm. literary theory. Um, it's one of those things where I think if there's something to talk about, then there's something to talk about. It's just finding the time to like, we have a hard enough time finding time to do our own podcast. Yeah. So it's just rough because, you know, always busy, always trying to get to the next video, the next trip, the next big milestone of some kind. So, but if we got an invite from Rogan, we would be on the next. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. We're missing Monday. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You you, you understand. Yeah. Um, Joe, speaking of Joe, Joe Cannon doesn't have a question, but thank you so much for the donation. We'll put it to good use. Uh, Julio again. Oh, thank you so much for the second question. Unorthodox question here, but what are your, what are your ethnic backgrounds? I'm a white guy. (laughs) I mean, 
I'm a white guy too, but also Puerto Rican. Like, cause there's your cultural or ethnic, like your heritage, but you know, there's also, I would imagine how you, like I'm for all intents and purposes, I'm white, but like I'm a white Hispanic um, or a white Latino, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah. you know, both my parents were Puerto Rican. I mean, every did, that's a weird thing because you meet your mom, super new yorker like because yeah. she lived in like three out of the five boroughs mm -hmm. um moving around a lot and uh yeah but all my puerto rican like only my uncle john actually kind of looks well now my daily lie does too but uh your, it's your brother has way darker complexion yeah because he would like actually go outside oh. <laughs> like I I, <laughs> I, I I was kind of like the indoor son of i'm okay. um, just kind of well but then like my sister would go out too and she's we're similarly complected so it's just different because like my brother each of us got a different aspect from my dad so like i got his eyes my brother got his like thick lustrous hair and mm. i'm very jealous and my sister got his freckles so it's like this thing of um and then for my mom we all kind of look like my mom too mm. uh, in our own different vague ways mm -hmm. uh but when you combine it all together it's like we don't really look that puerto rican but i mean i had an ex who was like oh i always figured you were like puerto rican i'm like really how because uh, i this was before like i had facial hair or anything mm. like not like i could grow facial hair i just wasn't like wearing it out like this mm -hmm. so yeah it's strange um like my spanish is terrible so it's <laughs> i'm like the worst puerto rican in the world but i try mm -hmm. and um the food is fantastic um if you have the chance to um eat puerto rican food i would definitely recommend it because uh, literally anything like mm -hmm. just pick something mm -hmm. and it's great uh but yeah i do you have any restaurants you recommend in the area not offhand because the problem is also like putting where my location is but also the broader thing of um like they're all like the restaurants are good but they're not the same as like home mm. you know it's something where it's and i understand that that's a difficult thing if you're trying to get somebody to sample puerto rican cuisine and they don't have places where they can go to really experience it like mm. i live in a very uh hispanic latino dense community um mm -hmm. so there's no lack of places like i don't know ugh, chimneys uh la casa de chimney uh the ah the, the this old san juan cafe you know the, there are places in my area to go but they're not going to be like nationwide places if people aren't from around here mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of rough yeah but yeah no i'm very proud of my heritage and um it always used to bug me as a kid when people think that, you know, it's like a Puerto Rican immigrant. I'm like, there, no, there isn't. There, Americans are Americans. <laughs> it's not, it's a contradiction like, in terms. Let, let me show you the passport for a Puerto Rican. Like, boom, it's the same as like mm -hmm. an American passport. It's whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm very happy mm -hmm. person. I'm a happy Puerto Rican. You know who, you know who else is Puerto Rican that I didn't even know? Uh, Angry Joe. Angry Joe. Oh, the, I, I thought you were going to mention like another YouTuber. No. Oh. Guy we know. Oh, oh, uh, Tony Airlines. Tony Airlines. Yeah, he's like half or right. or a quarter. It's like, or is it half? 
I, I guess he's got the, the 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 pilot complexion, which is again a lot of indoors. Yeah, and then like he showed me pictures of his uh, actually his his brother. This is gonna be weird. I shouldn't touch on that. Yeah. Um, but ah, uh, see, I don't know. I want to describe a certain facial feature, but I I worry that I tread on inaccurate language. So I'll ask you off mic. Um, yeah, but uh when he showed me a picture of his family i was like oh why do you look like that and he's like <laughs> well half <laughs> happily again indoors all the time yeah but he is like pasty white i get the the only time i was i was mistaken for any other ethnicity was uh middle eastern um because i guess my nose is a little bit long yeah maybe yeah, that i, I don't um, know um it'll probably get wider because i think eventually i'm going to have that surgery so i can breathe better because my left nostril has felt like it's been clogged for two years and yeah. if i stick a if i stick a q-tip up it and push out like expand the nostril i can breathe through this side yeah mm. it's it's rough it's probably like, like cartilage and i fell on my face a number of times again at skiing yeesh. so i've never had an i had a nosebleed once in my life once I've been hit in the face a bunch and uh, both with boxing gloves. And um, I mean, when I say hit in the face, I mean, just popped with sparring at the gym, but um, you know, just doing dumb stuff on bicycles. I got bashed up a lot and my nose never bled. So I wonder if there's like um, uh, just like calcified deposits or something hard up there that just is like a sliver on this side. I can't really breathe out. Anyway, that's disgusting. I need to blow my nose again to try to get like one percent more flow out of that side of oh, the uh, nose. Tony Airlines in the chat saying sorugitos uh, are his favorite Puerto Rican snack, which that's just like fried cornmeal. Fried cornmeal <laughs> sticks. Yeah, is it like fried? Is it like uh, like funnel cake? Kind of. I almost want to say it's closer to hush puppies. Okay. Um, there it's it's good. It's just like you should never have <laughs> like that's the thing it's about so Puerto good, Rican you food. Should never have like uh, Puerto Rican food, it's just like, you know, that's the the rub of you know, it's meh. But um Okay, we're probably gonna have to get the sign out here in a minute. Yeah. Um Kevin or Kev Keva Keva Keva. Oh, Kevco 85. Are there plans to come to Germany? Wow. I thought we were going to owe me a Coke. Are there plans to come to Germany? Not at this moment, but I want to. We got to do the pilgrimage to the Holy Land, the Autobahn, and all that fun stuff. Um, I have an idea of what I want to do, but again, that's deep into the future. Yeah. You know, all this talk, it's probably the same distance to get to anchorage as it is to get to germany i think we can go philly to hamburg or philly to berlin or something like that i think american does direct from huh. philly to germany um but not to portland but not to portland you got to go through o'hare or <laughs> dallas fort worth and then there's another one that connects through phoenix sky harbor which is like the longest thing it's crazy like the time to get to la is four hours and 45 minutes sometimes five huh but the travel time to get to um, Portland is 10 hours because we got to, no matter what, you have a layover. Yeah, there's no choice. I think I'm going to take the one as Tony and I were talking about how um, O'Hare sucks, but 
O'Hare does have an Admiral's Lounge in it. Yeah. So I got that card and my, my plus one. So both of us, if we have that stopover, probably do it in O'Hare. Yeah, why and not? just chill in the Admiral's Lounge. Yeah. Have our clean, quiet place. Uh, Joshy Boy doesn't have a question, but thank you much for the generous donation of $10 Canadian. Yeah. Thank you so much. Daniel, um, uh, this can, Nick, can you take uh, Daniel's question while I blow my nose furiously? Yeah. And sorry for continuing to look down. I'm either screenshotting questions or pulling up screenshotted questions. So, yeah. Um, wait, who's am I doing? Daniel, oh, how do you feel about playing against type when it comes to cars? Uh, I've long had a dream of turning my Regal T-Type into an autocross track day car, and the idea just makes me smile. One student loan left. Well, congratulations on only one student loan left. I believe in you and your ability to pay it off. And uh, yeah, when it comes to playing against type with cars, um, it's funny because I think part of when we went to Harris Hill Raceway, was it was almost like a celebration of playing against type with cars because they had a whole wall full of cars that uh and track times for cars that realistically have no business being on a track and that's before we even got there with the on it food truck you know they had a swat vehicles they had you know old beaters from like the late 80s early 90s and earlier um stuff that realistically was in no condition to be on the uh, the track rather um I think if I remember correctly, there was even like somebody on a unicycle who was on the the, the roster of vehicles and track times. Uh, so I always think it's nice to play against type because you get to see what a car is actually capable of. And I know that that's a fairly trite thing to say, but also you get to experience something outside of the comfort zone for which it was intended so that you can really test the limits of the engineering behind the car. Because I believe in a lot of instances um, that a car can be measured, not necessarily by what it's top line capabilities are, but what it's bare minimum is. So even if your car isn't intended to be a track car, there is something impressive about taking it out on track and finding out that it's actually more capable, that they designed it to be capable beyond what you would reasonably need it for. And um, I think we found this out when we did, well, oh, no, we didn't really find it out with that. But I was going to say the one Falcon that we took out on Harris Hill Raceway. But I think there are certain cars that, may surprise you and there's nothing more wonderful than well okay that's hyperbole but there are a few things more wonderful than being surprised by something in a good way and that's kind of like why i keep my expectations low in all things <laughs> because i like being surprised by things and i don't like being disappointed so you know it's something where at some point you know you realize that maybe this thing that you thought was just a, a little crawler a little beater that isn't meant to go very far suddenly you know has something of track credibility you know it's something that could actually stand the rigors of more enthusiastic and aggressive and athletic driving and that's what i like about cars because they they have capacity to surprise to 
reveal aspects of themselves that we didn't necessarily uh, take into consideration. So um, absolutely, I think go for it with your T-type um, and, you know, report back. Let me know how it goes. I mean, Lord knows it wouldn't be the wildest thing that ever got put on a track for an autocross day or a track day car. So yeah. And best of luck on that last student loan. So thank you very much for the donation. Very thank much you. appreciated. Are we up to have a message deleted? Oh yes. Message deleted. Whoever you are. Thank you. Thank you. And then um, Will Jacob, oh, uh, uh, there's also uh Jacob, who's last uh, Jacob K. Um, if you ever come to Poland, I have a lot of friends with really cool cars who love your channel. Maybe try saying the German name of my city, Stettin. 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 That's that was so Pennsylvanian. Stettin. 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 Water. 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 Rough. Picture. 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 Oh yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Will Down says. What aftermarket head units are in your cars? Uh, mine's a Kenwood and yours is a JVC. Yeah, it's a JVC. It's um, just, you buy them. Yeah. You have Bluetooth. It plays what's on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I had this rant and it's like, it's crazy how they work better than factory head units that's supposed to do Bluetooth. You got to swipe everywhere. I just want, this is an old man thing, but <laughs> the aftermarket like JVC and Kenwood head units. You turn them on and they just connect to your phone. You go to Bluetooth and it plays whatever your phone does. Yeah. Great. Good. That's terrific. Yes. It's most good. <laughs> it's most good indeed. Okay. We are done with super chats oh, now. Not necessarily. Some came in right before the sign okay. went up. Um, okay. Rick. Before the sign has gone up, have some booze bucks, please. Well, thank you so much, Rec. Thank you so yeah, much. 10 bucks. That's thank th you. That's generous. I, I will gladly have a beverage tonight. Uh, Lude McFly thoughts. On, oh, to, um, is that euros? Looks like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on the PSA FCA merger. All right. So we're Fiat Chrysler of America and Peugeot, I think. I believe so. Um, although please correct us in the chat if we're mistaken. That's funny. Um, An American car owned by the French. Yeah, I know. It's so, I, I mean, I'm, I think I've lost my ability to be surprised by these mergers yeah. in that they become so almost like commonplace. And then it almost feels like nothing really changes. Yeah. It's more of the same stuff anyway of like, we're still going to get the same sort of safe, you know, soft, soft. you know, it, it's, it's kind of like treading Jeep water. for Karen. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's that middle it's middle of the road. It doesn't do anything for me. Now, watch them put out something where I'm like, oh, must have, want it. Right. Um, but it's I don't know. I'm not gonna hold my breath for those type of things. Right. So yeah. Um Oh, uh, oh, Cesario JPN. Oh, um, who was is back? I only remember because from the first time. You guys be on Vin Wiki. Uh, we were mentioned by the guy who had the Corvette one, where he uh, he did an impression of me. <laughs> that was that was lovely. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Um, I'm open to being on Vin Wiki. I don't know where they're from. You got to go to their studio. Yeah, it looks like everybody I... goes to their studio. The thing is, we got crazy stories, but we told most of them here. I mean, but yeah, I mean, if they invite, if they invite us, we'll go. I always realize because I'm under the mistaken impression that 
all other you know podcast youtubers everyone is all in the same like greater los angeles area yeah and i forget that like there are people who literally do not you know it's like straight pipes for crying out loud or, yeah or you know all those uh good fellas or um um gears and gasoline i think yeah they well, stayed in uh virginia yeah i think so okay. um unless something changed which to be fair i'm uh it's I'm terrible at keeping up but yeah uh and oh, i stink oh uh by the way nick nice dice well thank you very much <laughs> um we almost made it through the entire podcast without mentioning the dice yeah um I don't remember where these came from. I just had them in the trunk of my car. And I think they might've been a holdover from when my mom retired from teaching. And these were just something that she had in her classroom. Maybe I'm not entirely sure, but um, I, I decided like, uh, because last week I had a, a belt, a wrestling belt and decided like, well, what if I just make it a running gag where I have some random prop that never gets addressed each podcast? I wonder if the act of putting the sign made the screen dark and that camera is adjusting. Adjusting for that, for that yeah. Yeah. Looks like it. Let's do a test. No. Eh. Yeah. It is what it is. The podcast is pretty much ending. Um, right. the, the big thing is that I mean, I'm sure eventually I would run out of props, but I kind of like the idea in a very, um, in a very hack kind of way of just having a random prop that never gets addressed. Yeah. Cause I'm just here with these things. I don't know. Um, Hey, yeah. Next time Roman should be holding truck nuts. Maybe I will. Who's to say, yeah. I mean, well, actually, no, because I'm not going to buy a prop for this. Right. Like, it's got to be something that I just have laying around. Right. And that it becomes increasingly ridiculous, the things that I have laying <laughs> around. Yeah. Um, because it's like, why would a grown man have this? Mm -hmm. You know, but um, it's, I, I don't know. That's just what comedy is to me of things that are big noodle incidents where things that are kind of referenced but not really addressed. Yeah. So, eh. but yeah. yeah um I think, uh, let me check one more time to see if there's any okay. non-super chat that I didn't get around to. Um, uh, this man, uh, the main man root asks, uh, would you ever consider doing another airplane? Yes, there is a RCR stories coming out that features an airplane and also Tony Airlines. Very I well. do want to be in more airplanes. I want to take uh, flying lessons and well, when I say flying lessons, I mean flying lessons with Tony because I'm very relaxed with him because yeah. um, he is very tolerant of me. So <laughs> I'd like to be in other planes, but then I also like being able to source planes that also Tony can fly because he's enthusiastic. He's enthusiastic about planes, how I am about cars. So he he knows what weird stuff is. Most planes look the same to me. You know, you're at the airport. I can't tell if that's a Boeing or an Airbus or an Embraer or who cares. Yeah, it's it's all just various forms of I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it's great. But, but he does. So it's fun to be around somebody who knows stuff that I don't know about. Yeah. And isn't that life? And last but not least, Freaky Soup asks, uh, Nick, I need to know if you've seen any of the Vince McMahon directed by David Lynch videos. And I have. They're super, they're fabulous. Um, I love the surreal. I love uh, in the McGregor fight uh, this past weekend, which lasted all of 40 seconds. Yeah. But, um, uh, Joe Rogan made a point of calling, uh, noting that like Conor McGregor's walk is basically Vince McMahon's billionaire walk, which <laughs> because everyone's like, oh, look at Conor's swag. It's like, no, he's 
and Connor's even admitted this of like he's doing the Vince McMahon walk. I'm like, no chance. That's what you got. the arms around. But yeah, it's hilarious. And so, and that fight was just incredibly weird. Like, who hits somebody with their shoulders? Like, right. he's like right. going shoulders. Wasn't expecting that. Like, he's doing the thriller dance. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Uh, Even Cowboy said, uh, yeah, those hit. Uh, then I got hit with shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you plan a defense against that like, i mean it is a thing because people like to joke like connor doesn't have a wrestling or a grappling game i mean he clearly does but he hasn't really had an answer for uh uh nick diaz nick diaz nate, nate diaz nate diaz yeah there were two nate diaz yeah two two nate diaz once and both of them wrestling was an issue first clearly in the first one he got choked out and the second one like when connor started gassing and and uh Diaz just was able to weather the storm. Yeah. I mean, the same thing sort of happened twice because with with Diaz, all he has to do is get past the first round. Yeah. And then he gets to step it up and start pounding on Connor. Will we see uh um it's all been Nate, right? Or has it been Nate? Yeah, it's been Nate. Nate, yeah. but never Nick. With the Connor? other Diaz. Because Nick was an MMA fighter too, if yeah. I remember correctly. But is um, Nick out? Nick hasn't. I, I don't think Nick does anymore, and okay. I think Nate's pretty much out too. But mm -hmm. like, it, unless they back up the dump truck for the, the, for, the, the trilogy, yeah. the yeah. trilogy, yeah. yeah. But it's funny just because thinking about it, you know, some people have these sort of uh, demons that they can't conquer in the terms of like an athletic contest of like, you could be a world beater and beat everyone else. And then there's just this one guy for whatever reason yeah, yeah. has the perfect combination of weird things that you just can't get past. Yeah. And that guy will like then lose to like everybody else, but like you can't beat them. I mean, it's, that, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of, it's, I, it's rock, paper, scissors. It's a Rousey home uh, tape. So mm -hmm. like Rhonda beats Misha, Misha beats Holly, Holly beats Rhonda. Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't know how you do that in a, with your right, hands yeah. but whatever uh yeah anyway so i think that's a podcast then. that's a podcast uh thank you so much for joining us um again this is not possible without your kind support so thank you very much for joining us i am nick i'm brian and we will catch you next time whenever next time is okay have a good night bye man that screen gets really really dark it really does now watch it's gonna lighten right up right yep there it, there it goes it is the sign Oh, maybe we should put the sign like. Maybe I need to get a black sign. Maybe. Yeah, or just put it behind us. Yeah. Something like that. All right. So yeah, tonight I will have my notes, like once I get in the door. Okay. Um, cool.